the word and if, as they had the privilege of breaking bread before me may I please request humbly that you please appreciate the senior pastor and all the pastors for excellent expose now because of those who are not in church or they met us at it can you just go back to the first slide I just wanted to run us through the slides uh, can you multimedia do you have the slides pastor's very first slide on this subject if you have it pastor's very first slide on this subject today I'm going to sum it all up with a perspective that I believe will help our understanding and further drive the point home now this was the very first slide that pastor did it was titled God give God a good reason and he took his reading from Philippians 2 9 the amplified version can you remember this okay can we give God a big hand of applause round of applause thank you very much sir the next slide can you give me the next slide I just wanted it knowing how to give God what a good reason and this scripture was taken from 2nd Chronicles 1 12 a the message version it says because of this you get what you ask for and I'm presenting you I am presenting you the rest of the bonus right money wealth and fame thank you go next slide some of them on Wednesday and maybe you were not here but perhaps if you're online the next slide I think this was uh, pastor uh, senior pastor it was senior pastor too what an alabaster box can do give me the next slide I'm just going through it and I remember this from pastor love Etevia, the mind of what the mind of Christ and I think he continued on Wednesday if you are not here do I have another slide on Wednesday the mind of Christ he continued this on Wednesday again can we bless the Lord today I'm going to bring you the word which I have titled the extra mile father we thank you very much we glorify your name we bless you we thank you for this word that you have shared with us perhaps the most profound word that we ought to hear father lord as i delve into the word as you have laid it upon my heart let me speak it in the name of jesus that this my tongue of clay let it become a tongue of fire in the mighty name of jesus let it minister life to each and every one of us in jesus mighty name we have prayed and the people of god said a bigger amen I invite you to be seated in the presence of God. Thank you, Pastor Etevia. God bless you. Hallelujah. While preparing for this word, uh, I've listened to the various sermons and you probably imagine that there's nothing else that we can get from this word, but the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Now, let me read the appointed text oh i would i wanted to read that text may i ask you to please stand up again for reading of the word of god because that's our tradition in this church just for the reading of the word of god and i've taken my text my key text from matthew 5 verses 38 to 44 it says and you have heard it said 
an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth but I tell you not to resist an evil person but whoever slaps you on your right cheek turn the other to him also if anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic let him have your cloak also and if and whoever compels you to go one mile go with him too please underline that give to him who asks you and from him who wants to borrow from you do not turn away you have heard that it, you have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy but i say to you love your enemies bless those who curse you do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you amen may the lord bless the reading of his word you may be seated now now students of the bible will perhaps know where i am going already but let me lay a foundation for it because in the uh, verse i think 41st 41st verse it talks about that whoever compels you to go one mile go with him too and i started wondering what did jesus have to do with mile i went to my dictionary and it says a mile is a unit of measurement of distance it says it's equal to about 5280 feet which is about 1609 meters so why was jesus interested in this before i go on may i ask how many of us have actually responded to this word truthfully how many of us have applied this word in our day-to-day -day doing how many of us yeah i see one hand up there some people are not sure how many of us have actually taken this word and run with it how many of us in the decisions we are making every day are applying the principles of the word that we hear the truth of the matter is that it will not work unless you apply it God is not a magician the reason why he gives you the word is so that you can apply it and many of us don't if we go to Matthew 13 3 to 9 how many of us remember the parable of the sower we know about the parable of the sower so because of time I'm not going to read it but it talks about a sower he sowed some seed some fell on the wayside the birds came and devoured fell on stony places where they do not have much earth immediately they sprang up blah blah you know it and I do not want to go back to it but if you take Matthew the same chapter if you read 18 to 23 of it it talks about the translation of this parable of the sower and let me say that unless that word comes on fertile ground it will not work for us 
and what is the fertile ground it is the application of the word so really what we've been hearing over the last four weeks should have changed our attitude to the things of God otherwise all the work done by all these men is null and void to prepare one hour 40 minutes of sermon sometimes it takes days let me not joke so don't think we just come here sometimes on a Sunday the pastors do not sleep even when you sleep you are not sleeping soundly because you are just waiting on God so please make the work easier by applying the knowledge that you have been taught may the Lord help us in the name of Jesus because in Hebrews 4 2, he says for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them but the word with the head did not profit them because they did not mix it with faith some people hop churches they say don't mind that church there's no anointing in the church no there's nothing wrong with the church there's nothing wrong with the pastor there's nothing wrong with the word there's something wrong with you you are not clapping for me no it's okay don't make this work difficult for us do you know our desire is to see you prosper that's the reward that God has promised us so when it doesn't happen we are troubled the, our desire is to see you break through our desire is that we won't spend more time praying about the things we have been praying about some things have left you you will not go back there in the name of Jesus the essence of this series is predicated on one scripture which I say is found in 1st Chronicles 16 verse 9 1st Chronicles 16 verse 9 did I write did I get that no 2nd Chronicles I beg your pardon 2nd Chronicles 16 verse 9 2nd Chronicles 16 verse 9 and it says for the eyes of the Lord run through and to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him to me that's the summation of this entire scripture that God so I can imagine God sitting on his throne in all his glory in all his splendor and he's looking down at earth he's looking and saying, who can I bless today who can I break through who can I cause breakthrough for today? Who can I take out of bondage today? On Wednesday, we're going to be praying against the walls of Jericho in our lives. God is already waiting. Because guess what? God is not happy if you are in challenges. God is not happy if you are in distress. He says, I know the thought that I have for you is of good, not of what? Evil. So God is eager to bless us. I'm challenging you today. And you see it in my word. What I'm talking about. I'm challenging you today. Please apply whatever 
you learn from here and the God, God will bless you in the name of Jesus. Now it is this assertion that we find in First Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 16, 19 that got Job in trouble. Is that declaration that got Job in trouble? Because we find in Job 1, 8 God looked around and he spotted Job. The faithfulness of Job. The righteousness of God. The goodness of Job. And he used Job to boast to Satan. In Job 1 he says then the Lord said to Satan I wonder what Satan was even doing with God in the first place this Satan may God conquer him in the name of Jesus he said have you considered my servant Job there is none like him on the earth a blameless and upright man one who fears God and shuns evil so stay with me during this morning during the series that we, are, we have examined the lives of Solomon who provoked God with a thousand burnt offerings we have examined Father Abraham who sacrificed his only beloved son we have examined David who took on Goliath and finally we settled with the account of the woman with the alabaster box there was one common thread that I found in all the stories I've listened to all the sermons overnight I listened to all the sermons I played them back overnight and I listened and I there's one common thread every one of them walked the extra mile every one of them took an extra step every one of them was not satisfied with where they were is it Solomon? He sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings. He could have done 500. He could have done 250. Maybe even before he settled, the best person that had done had just done 100. So he could have said to God, let me do 200. That should satisfy you, God. And he would have broken the record. Concerning Abraham, we learned that he went three days with his son to sacrifice a 90, 95 year old man struggling with we agreed that maybe like a 15 year old son and bound his hand the question this morning church grace assembly where is your extra man for God are you walking the extra mile for God? My message this morning is very simple. Where is your extra mile? Is it coming to church every Sunday? Ah, I have given God enough. Is it paying your tithe? I have given God enough. Is it by going out for evangelism? I have given God enough. I'm challenging you this morning. Grace Assembly, where is your extra mile? Okay, let's take this thing a bit forward. How many of us are satisfied with our service to God this morning? If you are satisfied with the service you are offering God, just 
help me, encourage me so that I can know. Pastor Collins, are you satisfied? Pastor Steve, are you satisfied? Let me start from the pastorate. Papa, are you satisfied with your service to God? We can all do more. We can all give more. You know, and I'm going to use myself as an example. When I started in this church, my tithe was 20%. Yeah. I used to give 20%. 20%, that's what I used to give. I don't know what happened. saying this openly for the very first time because even he doesn't know I used to give 20 percent not 10 and nobody I didn't read it anywhere it was my agreement with God that I needed to do more for him saying even as much as I'm doing for God I'm still not doing enough for God I still need to walk that extra mile let me go back to the scripture where we start 5 Matthew 5 35 40 to be honest I've always pondered over can you give me that scripture where it says but I shall tell you not to resist an evil person but whoever slaps you on your right cheek turn the other to him also and if anyone sues you take away your tunic let him have your coat also 39 40 39 40 39 to 40 chapter 5 and you know I've always pondered about that scripture what kind of reasoning is it that when somebody slaps you you should turn your next cheek does it make sense somebody sues somebody wants your tunic you should give him just like pastor collins has been converting my car then i should hand over the key to him this is what the scripture is saying Every time he sees it, even my car started looking at Pastor Collins. So, this God says, I should hand over the key to him. Whether I like him or not, that's what the scripture says. Why? You know why? I then realized that what God wants from us he is just using this scripture to illustrate that I want more from you. How do I know that? Man of God, how do I know that? If you go to Matthew 5, 20, man, I'm going to take it from the New Living Translation. It says, Matthew 5, 20, it says, but I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter 
the kingdom of heaven the right the pharisees and the sadducees they are like the reverends and the bishops of today and he says yeah what they're doing is good but unless your righteousness exceeds their own you cannot enter the kingdom of god so what it means is that he set them in their righteousness as the benchmark for you and i so we cannot start or we cannot stop where they have stopped we have to go the extra mile there are many of us that believe that we are doing what we are doing for God is appropriate or adequate some of us even believe we are doing a God God a favor we think we are doing God a favor so you debate whether you want to come to church or not why because God needs your attendance for him to be glorified you debate whether you want to pay tight or not because why without your tight God will not exist you debate whether you give your time to God because you think that what you are doing is more important than what God wants you to do some people are not looking at me anymore it doesn't matter I'm here to preach my question to you how extra is your mile for God may the Lord help us in the name of Jesus he says in Matthew 10 37 to 39 he says he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of what me why he who finds his life will lose it and he who loses his life for my sake will find it are we talking this morning ask your neighbor where's your extra mile for God look for somebody say say where's your extra mile for God in fact have you even walked the mile at all before we start talking about extra have you even walked the mile at all the first mile you haven't walked and but God is telling you that I don't even need just the first mile from you I need extra may the Lord grant us extra in the name of Jesus I don't like your amen indulge me and say amen hmm. so let us examine an account where Jesus demanded an extra mile and what he got give me verse Matthew 19 give me verse 16 I'm going to read to verse 22 Matthew 19 yeah and behold one came and said to him good teacher what good thing shall I do that I may enter eternal life go on and he said to him why do you call me good no one is good but one that is God but if you want to enter the life keep the commandments first mile gone he said to him which ones Jesus said you shall not murder you shall not commit adultery you shall not steal you shall not bear forth witness 19 honor your father and your mother and you shall love your neighbor as yourself 20 what did he say and the young man said 
have kept the first smile. All these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? He asked the question himself. He asked the question now. Jesus said this is the first mile. And he is the one who now said, I have done in his own righteousness. I have done all this. What else will I do? And Jesus said to me, he, to him, he said, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. What did he say? 22. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. More or less, what was he saying? I can't go the extra mile. I can't go the extra mile. There are some of us we have not said expressly to Jesus, I cannot go the extra mile. But our attitude depicts it that we cannot go the extra mile. An announcement is made about a program in church and you've already made up your mind, I won't come. There's nothing they are going to say that will make me come. There's a need in church and you know you can meet that need and you already made up your mind. After all, I gave an offering yesterday. I will not do it. Let them talk from here to wherever. I will not do it. Whenever you do that, you deny yourself the extra man. May God help us in the name of Jesus. I said, may God help us in the name of Jesus. But let us examine another account in the contrast. Give me Joshua 6.25. Joshua 6.25. What happened? Thank God we are going to be praying about Jericho, walls of Jericho on Wednesday. Bible says that, and Joshua spared Rahab the harlot. Stop there. The harlot. Is harlotry a good thing? Is harlotry something you should be proud of? If somebody should be spared at all, should it be a harlot? But you are not God. Because Bible tells us that Joshua spared Rahab the harlot, her father's household, and all that she had, including the cats in her house and the dogs, even her pigeon, Udirikoko, everyone, God spared. Why? Why? So she dwells in Israel to this day because of what one thing she hid the messengers who Joshua sent to spy Jericho. She did one thing. Just one thing. She went the extra mile. If the people of Jericho had caught her, they would have killed her immediately. Anyway, they were even planning to kill her. She's a harlot. So they were already looking for her. These would have given them, you know what they would have done? They would have put her and her whole family in the building and set it ablaze. Or stoned her to death. But she went the extra mile for God. You know the reason, then you know what? Today, when you talk about the genealogy of Christ, you'll find the name of Rahab there. Why? Because she went the extra mile. The extra mile means that you don't have to do things that are convenient for you. 
The extra mile means that you don't have to follow the crowd. The extra mile means that a lot of times when you are walking with Christ, you have to walk against the popular view. May the Lord help you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. I'm beginning to feel alone here, but it's okay. The AC is working for me. And then the fan is here. Hallelujah. But you must clap for me. I have the microphone. My question to you today, how extra is your mile for God? How extra is your mile for God? We also remember Ruth. She walked the extra mile. In Ruth 1, 16 to 17, Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you. This is to her mother-in-law. Or to turn back from following you. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there, will, and there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me. And more so if anything but death puts us back. Let me round up more or less by talking about the story of the good Samaritan and that is found in Luke 10 25 to 37 I'm not going to read it you all know it you all know that story about how a man was robbed fell and so on and so forth and the question to Jesus was behold this you know how do you know a good man and Jesus came out with this parable and talked about this man that fell onto thieves and he was injured and he was lying there about to die and various people went by the Levites went by didn't do anything the, the Pharisee went by nothing happened but he was a Samaritan who ordinarily was not in the kingdom of God was not a Jew that decided to help this man and not only did he help him he took him to the innkeeper he paid money and he said to him if that money is not enough continue the treatment when I get back I will pay you the balance why? because he went the extra mile today how many of us are ready to go the extra mile people of God it is time we do away with this convenient Christianity God has called you and I and is demanding more from us if we truly want him to see us and have reason to bless us we need to do more we need to pray more and thank God the church video is coming did I, when we started this church, video was every Friday. Every Friday. Dickin Adela is here. Dickin Kaide is here. Every Friday. Pastor K is here. Every Friday. I remember the only day we would probably not come to church was on Mondays. Because on Tuesday, we had Bible study. On Wednesday, we had midweek service. On Thursday, we had lunch hour fellowship. On Friday, 
we had night vigil and then on Thursday we come to church to clean the church to prepare for Sunday am I right sir Saturday I beg your pardon on Saturday and it was voluntary we had managing directors of banks cleaning toilets that was the nature of the service that we gave to God today if you call for a vigil maybe once in a quarter the attendance is not very encouraging today we even have to beg to do online can I tell you something that prayer meeting that we have on Monday used to be physical that Monday prayer meeting used to be physical we will come here before we go anywhere am I right pastor okay we will come here we will come to church from I believe it was then 7 7 or 7 quarter 5 or something like that you will drive through the traffic and you will be here today we have to beg more or less for people to even join online we will make announcements may the Lord help us in the name of Jesus I want to close if your service or relationship with God is not more even in spite of your circumstances then you must check your Christianity if mine is not more then I must check my Christianity Bible tells us that despite Job's affliction he never cursed God so God had no choice but to restore his fortunes he ultimately ended up with more than initially he initially had this morning I want to invite you Grace Assembly to a life of more a life of abundance a life that you can get a lot more just by giving God more God is a reciprocal reciprocal <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry reciprocal God he's ready to bless you my sister he's asking for more my brother he's asking for more he's inviting you to go the extra mile with him there's a promise that stands at the end of that extra mile in the scripture that pastor read to us today he talked about promise to be honest with you sir i didn't know you were the one taking communion this morning i had prepared and when i prayed to god you know the word he gave me restoration which if you look at it is the same with realignment so which says that the spirit is one so when god wants to realign you or he wants to restore you you need to give him reason to do so we are going back to where we started from.
want us to stand up and speak to God this morning just ask him to give you the grace to do more and I'm not talking just about money I'm not talking about time in service in prayer in righteousness in holiness in service on Wednesday pastor Etevia was talking to us about service selflessness and sacrifice in sacrifice the other Wednesday pastor Steve was talking to us that the spirit of God wakes you up at a certain time he says get up and pray and let's stop that if the spirit speaks to you once, have you, once has he spoken twice have you heard none of us in this church is doing we can let me put it like this we can afford to do more for Christ so I want you to pray this morning that God give me the grace to do more for you in whatever department some of you are not even workers some of you have not registered for uh, 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 Bible class believers class some of you you are waning in your service to God some of you, you are not faithful in your tithe you are not faithful in your offering you are not faithful in your service God is asking you today do not be like the young rich ruler that says I can't I want you to pray for grace to do more in any area of your life if you are in a department and you have not been working go back to that department if you have not been contributing go back there if God is telling you to join a ministry in this church or a department in this church immediately after this service do so the time is short for each and every one of us God is calling you he wants you there's a song I'm going to ask us to sing as we round up more of you more of you yeah help me It's a prayer. Raise it. Raise it. It's a prayer. I want more of you. with the warning James 4 17 New Living Translation James 4 17 please put it up so that I've done my duty James 4 17 the New Living Translation multimedia I'm waiting for you remember let's read it together remember it is sin to know what you ought to do 
and then not do it. I rest my case this morning. Thank you. Father and our God, we thank you. We thank you for the time that you have given to us. We thank you for the word that you have sent to us. May this word not stand against us in the name of Jesus. May this word not come in judgment against us in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for everyone of here and I pray for myself. Give us grace to do more in the mighty name of Jesus. You have made a call upon our lives that we should go the extra mile with you. Give us the grace to be able to walk that man in the name of Jesus. Father, there are many here who believe that they have come to the end of their road. Things are tough and they are saying, God, I cannot even take a step further. You have asked me to say to them that the, your grace is sufficient for them. You said you will not give us more than we can bear. As we are it's, as we are going through it, it means that we have the grace to bear it. May we come out successfully in the name of Jesus. No matter the difficulty, Father, give us the grace to take the next step in the mighty name of Jesus. Because as your word says, there's success as the end of that next step in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Your word came at the beginning of the year. You said this year is the year of divine settlement. We have entered the 10th month of the year. There are two more months to go. Father, that promise you made to us at the beginning of the year, each and every one of us will experience it in abundance in the name of Jesus. We will break through in the name of Jesus. It will be well with us. It will be well with our family. It will be well with our nation, Nigeria. It will be well with our church in the name of Jesus. And so shall it be in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And the people of God shout it. Amen. Amen.